Hi, I'm Madhvi Romani. And I'm Rena Grobe. And this is Misinformed, the podcast for lazy but smart people. Every week we'll be discussing a new topic or trend so you can stay informed the easy way. Serena, what are we talking about this week? I was on the Uban this week and I saw an ad for Shein. More specifically, it was a Black Friday ad and it advertised 80% off, which absolutely blew my mind because Shein is already ridiculously cheap. Like I don't understand how you can take 80% off of their clothes. Also, we no way want to promote Shein because they're crap. If you don't know what Shein is, then you are an amazing person. If you do know what Shein is, you should probably delete them from your brain. But here are some fun, and when I mean fun, I mean truly horrible facts about Shein. Shein is a fast fashion brand. It is pronounced Shein as it began as She Inside, which I don't know what that means. Inside what? Very confused by the original name. And Shein pays their workers as little as four cents per garment while they work 18-hour shifts. This is just the tip of the bullshit iceberg that is Shein. As you may or may not know, the fast fashion industry is responsible for more than 10% of carbon emissions and consumes approximately 100 million tons of oil every year. Shein specifically has been called out multiple times by independent designers who have accused the fast fashion brand of stealing their work. It like represents almost a third, 28% of the fast fashion market in the United States alone. And if you go to TikTok, if you go to YouTube, you always see these hauls that influencers are doing. But enough of Shein. Just don't buy Shein. They're crap. Boycott that brand. But I started thinking about Black Friday. And I was like, where does this come from? What's the point of it? What is Black Friday? And how did it just spread everywhere? Because when I was a child in the United States, I don't remember Black Friday. I've only become aware of Black Friday since living in Germany. Ah, that's funny because it came from the US and it's been kind of established since 1961 in the US. And then, yeah, in recent years, probably, I guess, the last 10 years or something, it became a thing in Germany, probably a bit earlier in the UK. And yeah, this year, Black Friday, it will be on Friday, November the 25th, which is coming up this week. And then it's followed by Cyber Monday, which is three days later on Monday, November 28th. However, what's really funny about this is there's the whole Black Friday weekend. We're already in Black Friday week. A lot of companies do Black Friday kind of month. So the whole of November from Halloween onwards is kind of Black Friday. And it's just to extend the shopping season and make you shop more and give you the illusion that you need all these things, plus you're making big, big savings. Yeah. Also, for those listeners who don't know, Black Friday is always the day after United States Thanksgiving. It's always the second to last Thursday in November. And what's super interesting, actually, about Thanksgiving and how Thanksgiving and Black Friday tie into one another is that... Thanksgiving was actually moved by Franklin Roosevelt because there was no holiday in between like Halloween and Christmas. And so like the break was just way too long. And they saw that since Thanksgiving is on the final Thursday, November, retail sales would go in the tank. So Roosevelt saw this like easy solution to this problem. He would move Thanksgiving up by a week. 
So instead of celebrating it on the 30th of November, which was the tradition up until 1939, he then declared the next to last Thursday, November, to be the new Thanksgiving. He extended the shopping period before Christmas. That's such a United States of America thing to do. The president interferes in extending shopping season so that businesses can get consumers to basically consume more. Yes. Also, what's really hilarious about this is that Roosevelt didn't make this announcement until late October. And so at that point, many people had already sort of made their travel plan. So some people rebelled against his new plan and decided that they were just going to celebrate Thanksgiving on the real date. And so then you had other people who were celebrating it on the new date. And so like even the government didn't like know which Thanksgiving to observe. And so some of them like took both days off. It was just essentially a big mess. And the mess lasted until 1941, at which point Congress had to pass a law that Thanksgiving was going to be on a certain day. So there was finally some clarity. But I actually wanted to just like think about like, okay, where does the actual phrase of Black Friday come from? Because I think it's really important to understand the history of this holiday. It's a consumeristic holiday in quotation marks. I don't even know if calling it a holiday is correct, but... I mean, I don't think it's a holiday for all the people who work in retail. There's a great episode. (laughs) It's not a holiday for the people who work in retail. There's a great episode of Superstore, which is a show that stars America Ferreira. And it's set in this big Walmart-sized store. And they do an episode on Black Friday. And it's just chaos people are lining up from three o'clock in the morning there's a stampede there's one really great scene where a panicked woman comes up to the manager and she says have you seen a little girl with a pink bow in her hair and he says oh don't worry just stay calm we'll find her and she's like yeah yeah she's holding this like i don't know american doll or something and uh, he's like oh look there she is and then the camera pans to this little girl and he says see i told you just stay calm you found her and she's like yes i found her and then she goes up to this little girl and she snatches the american doll of her and then just goes pete we got one of those dolls so people kind of lose their sense of proportion and actually i found like a really great site it's called blackfridaydeathcount.com oh my god yes it's been counting the amount of people who have died due to black friday since 2006 do you want to take a guess at how many just in the united states Although I don't think we get the stampedes in Europe. We don't, not yet. I think actually the stampedes have gone down because now there's a lot of online shopping. And like I said, like there's a whole black month. And then because of Corona, especially people have switched to online. Yeah. I think it's gone down actually. Although in 2021, there were, yeah. Do you want to guess? Yeah, absolutely. How many there were since 2016? Question. Mm. Is this people who died in stampedes or is this all related deaths? Like, does someone died from internal bleeding six months later from an injury they sustained? Sorry, is that a too in-depth question? Does the counter not specify? It's literally a counter and then it gives you a list. It's like an Excel sheet of the deaths. So I can tell you some of them. Yeah. I'm going to go for 10,000. 17? That's a lot, 10,000 to die from Black Friday. 17? Yeah, 17 deaths. Oh, I thought it was way more. And 125 injuries. I think that is actually what has been reported in the news and therefore the internet. So I can give you examples. Wait, hang on. Only 17? Why do I feel like more people should have died? Oh, actually, do you know what? I just noticed that it's not just the US because I think they're they're pulling this from stories, news stories. 
And so when you can click on the incident and then it goes, takes you to the news story, basically. So actually, scenes of chaos during chain stores Black Friday sales in Northern Ireland in 2013 is one. And the death count is one of that. Another one is several injured in Black Friday related shooting outside calls in Illinois. What the hell is a Black Friday related shooting? But that was two injured, not death. There was a shooting outside California Walmart in 2011. Yeah, when you said shooting, I was like, that's going to be in the United States. One was injured. In Los Angeles area, Black Friday pepper spray attack at a Walmart injured 20 people. Hang on. How did the pepper spray injure more people than a gun? Because I guess you can just run around, carry on, like, spraying a bunch of people. Whereas, like, you know, a gun... I mean, I don't know. I've never used either. (laughs) (laughs) Your questions are quite detailed. I'm sorry. Sorry. (laughs) And then they've got notable mentions. Oh, excellent. Which are more deaths, but they are not included in the count. So, for example, man shopping on Black Friday at Walmart has apparent heart attack and dies. That's one. Or Texas pair arrested for Black Friday employee murder. There is one from 2014. Man stabs co-worker at Costco. And you can kind of see how that pressure could boil over and you're going to stab your co-workers. But actually, most people, because I read a recent study about behaviors during Black Friday... Most people are kind of nice and not so aggressive. That is what they found most recently. Although some of the things like these marketing tactics of like creating this illusion of sparsity Mm -hmm. and this time pressure and stuff can set people off. So I read a really interesting study from the South African College of Applied Psychology, The Surprising Psychology of Black Friday Consumerism. Mm -hmm. And so basically they say that there are three psychological explanations as to, in their words, why we itch to take up Black Friday deals. Mm -hmm. So the first one is the fear of missing out because these companies really, this like it's a deal happening now and you can get this on sale. You get anxious about missing a good deal. Mm. So that is what they call consumer psychology. Then the second one is neuropsychology and it is a rush of success. So they say that neuropsychology shows us that events like Black Friday have an interesting effect on our brain chemistry. When we swoop in and snatch up the last big flat screen TV, our dopamine levels spike. The rush this gives us light up the reward center of our brain, making us feel great. So basically, the rush of success leads you to want it again and again and again and again and again. It's like gambling. It's the same psychology behind gambling. Mm-hmm, for sure. And the third one is social psychology. It's a mob mentality. Essentially, you see everyone else doing it, so you want to do it. You Mm. want to be part of the herd. You want to be part of the mob. Essentially, Black Friday shoppers are an acquisitive mob, a large group of people fighting over limited resources. Due to infighting over specific items, they tend to look chaotic. This differs from aggressive mobs like riders who are inclined towards being focused on united goal and destructiveness. This is so interesting because it's completely manufactured. A study by the consumer group, which in the UK in 2019, found that just one in 20 Black Friday deals are cheaper than at other times of the year. Just one in 20. So that's the amount of deal you're going to get. So mostly, most probably you're going to be ripped off. And also what they do is they sometimes start like raising the prices slowly, slowly before Black Friday. Black Friday. And then, so it gives you the illusion that they've taken that 20% off, but really they haven't and then a lot of companies they manufacture clothes or goods especially for black friday Mm -hmm. and you can't really compare that because it's just shitty stuff for a shittier price and they're going to make a profit anyway 
yeah and then a lot of things that are discounted are things that are like own brand stuff anyway if you know what i mean if you go to a store even if you look online they say it's a black friday deal the basic advice is please please look elsewhere and you will actually see when you compare all the stuff that you can get at the same price elsewhere or like at different times of the year or you can use that price tracker thing and like there's not really a big saving to be made on black friday at all it's all just completely manufactured hype like one in 20 is maybe a deal and slightly cheaper that's nothing interesting yeah they create a false sense of scarcity like you need to get the last tv at this really cheap price but did you know that also black friday is the same day as another day which is called buy nothing day it was started i think in 1992 by a kind of collective called adbusters and they're really cool so they make these spoof ads but they do like for example marlboro we'll look at this marlboro ad right now and it says if it wasn't for cigarettes i wouldn't have cancer <laughs> So like they just take a classic image or whatever and then they... They evoke the sense of an ad, but with sarcastic... Yeah. They have this really great uh, one for Calvin Klein where they use the word escape and then right at the bottom from Calvin Klein. So like escape from Calvin Klein, if you know what I mean. That's so funny. Or like with absolute vodka, they take the absolute vodka bottle and then they sort of make it so it looks not so hard. Yeah, scrunched and, up like a water bottle. Yeah, and then underneath they put absolute impotence. And then like, this is the one I was thinking of. It's one for gap. Do you want to describe it? Yeah, so it's a silhouette of a head and then the gap logo is in the middle of the head. And then there's two arrows going either side, sort of implying that there's a gap in the head. There's nothing inside. And then right underneath, there are the words, follow the herd. Interesting. Yeah, so so, so buy nothing day. Um, and they did some really cool stuff. Like they literally used to like stand outside of Starbucks and give out free coffee and stuff. Or they would like paper, buy nothing leaflets all around neighborhoods and things like that. Because actually the idea is that you buy nothing, zero. Like not a coffee. No groceries. No, you just don't shop. I don't want to brag, but um, I think I've been doing buy nothing on Black Friday longer than the collective due to having no money and being a child. So, <laughs> but it's a real conscious, like you know, yeah. advertising sort of movement, which I think is really cool. But like, yeah, I fell down this rabbit hole on their site because mm -hmm. so on the front page of their kind of magazine site, whatever, they have a RAP for a guy called Herman Daly who was apparently a really massive economist. He was an economist for the World Bank. Mm -hmm. It was so interesting sort of reading about him because all economists, they all are sort of growth. Not all of them, but like I think the majority of economists are growth economists. So it's this idea that the economy should always grow and grow and grow. As there's more and more and more wealth, more and more wealth trickles down and everyone just gets better. But his whole thing was like, yes, you're completely ignoring two things. One is, obviously, that's an idea that's become in trend right now, but it wasn't when he was, he was seen as very radical, is the fact that the earth and our resources are not unlimited. So we can't keep on growing and consuming and making and making, making things because there's going to be nothing left. Mm -hmm. And so for that, he said, like, either there are two solutions one is that people consume less, radically less, to keep the earth in balance. And the second one is you reduce the amount of people. And hopefully you do both. Yeah, I was reading something today, though, about that. Mm -hmm. Because 
we've just hit 8 billion people mm. on Earth. And I was reading about how people keep proposing that the solution for climate change is to have less people. But that actually, like, I don't know where I was going well, with Well, it is. But basically that it's like a balance. Like, because we live in such a consumerist society, like literally driven mm. by capitalism, that people say, well, the solution is just to have less people instead of taking a moment to think about no. actually it's we also You're right. need to consume it's, it less. is it is very complex and i think both things need to happen and especially you need to consider that sometimes like it's a racist argument too mm-hmm. um however people in the west for example they just consume way more and the top one percent like who have those mega yachts for example they consume like way way more and so, yeah, it's not all population. Like, that's not going to do it. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, so he was an environmental uh, economist. And I found, I don't know, if I started reading about him and I thought he was really interesting because when he was young, I think he got polio or something. And he had to have his arm amputated. Huh. Yeah, but he said it influenced his thinking because he realized, like, yeah, you have to deal with the reality of the situation, like the physical material reality of the situation, which a lot of economists don't do. And the other thing that economists were missing in their entire subject was a complex idea of what growth is, because surely growth is not that we all become better because we're consuming more mm. as societies, right? There's other things, there's like morality there's community there's quality of life there's ethics there's spirituality and economists and the economy doesn't take any of this into consideration when they have like gdp for example you say oh this country is doing great the gdp is really high but that's such a limited way of looking at a thing because it's not about growth you have to develop in a way and he says there's two different things it's also why terms like developing country are so harmful because this implication that if you succumb to capitalism in a western way of living your life then you are developed it also doesn't take the history of countries into consideration or traditional ways that people live it's like yeah if you don't live the way we want you to live you're developing yeah and that you're you're getting better but that's not necessarily the case yeah you know environmentally especially Absolutely, capitalism is not a measuring stick for being better. Yes. Just to go way, 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 way back, literally, not just in this conversation, but also in time, where did Black Friday come from? So, apparently, the first known usage of the term Black Friday dates back to the late 19th century. It was first used in reference to the crash of the U.S. gold market on September 24th, 1869. Obviously, that's a very different type of Black Friday, because that's referring to something actual terrible that happened. But that's the first usage of the phrase, but it's not related to this Black Friday. Correct. So the connection to the holiday season is a bit more vague. We don't really 100% have an explanation where it came from, but... There are kind of a few theories as to how it developed. So, one, the use of the phrase Black Friday might have occurred in relation to a widespread sale event in the early 1960s when Philadelphia police officers reportedly used it to describe the chaos that resulted when a large number of suburban tourists came into the city to begin their holiday shopping. So, people would rush upon a city from the outside. Yeah, you get what it means. Then, Also, by the late 1980s, it had caught on around the United States and retailers began to market around it. 
So specifically, this event has kind of been associated with the idea that stores are operating at a loss or in the red throughout the year, but are able to earn a profit or go into the black on the day after Thanksgiving, as it's when shoppers are most likely to spend money on gifts. Because shopping season for Christmas basically starts after Thanksgiving. Yeah, in the United States, yes. Mm. People are really serious about that. I once had a roommate who would not let me put up any Christmas decorations until after Thanksgiving was over. And when you actually stop and think about it, you only then have a limited amount of time between Thanksgiving and Christmas to really get all your shopping done. If you think about the fact that, like, you're a working professional... Well, like, maybe you could try not buying anything. Oh, absolutely. I mean, in an ideal world, that would be the case. But that, you know... Can I just say something? Absolutely. Hopefully she won't listen to this podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> a friend of mine who has a child... Mm -hmm. showed me all of their like Christmas photos from like last year and stuff and this child got so many presents underneath their tree from like both sets of grandparents and then at her parents place there's a Christmas tree and most of those presents were for him like he got literally 20 presents or 30 presents or more I don't know like so many and I was like that's a lot of presents and she said yeah I'm gonna teach him not to be spoiled though because like I don't know like next year or whatever I'm going to teach him that he has to give away one of his presents to charity or something like that. I had to bite my tongue so hard because you can't really say anything. Well, actually you can. And sometimes I make that choice. But also I just thought I'd let it go. You know, you sometimes you got to have the conversation and just be like, there is going to be no planet left and nobody should have that much stuff let alone a three-year-old a three-year-old can play with any stuff a three-year-old actually is should be delighted with the world because oh, they just came into it yes i mean we should all actually be delighted with the world because it's we don't great. it's delightful <laughs> it's great as well <laughs> i mean at the moment it's zero degrees in berlin and very great but it's still amazing but I think we should all be like that all the time. And that's something you train and like it's not something that anyone else can, nobody else can give you joy no matter what you... Yeah, you can't buy joy. You have to see it and the world is beautiful and being alive is something you experience or we think we can buy that experience and it's just simply not true. And mm -hmm. that's the big lie. Yeah, and I think that's part of the problem of Black Friday is, yeah, you think oh my god, like this rush and this happiness that comes from buying things, because we do live in a really consumerist society. And like, retail therapy is a thing. You know, you shop to make yourself feel better. Yeah, the term retail therapy originated in the 1980s. Brilliant decade for consumerism, the wolf of Wall Street, and all that comes from the 1980s. And the term was first penned by the journalist Mary T. Schmich. But there's a Guardian article on Harry Gordon Selfridge and how he capitalized on this idea like as a strategy for Selfridges. Yeah, the article says he made shopping sexy. So like he turned the idea of shopping from something practical you had to mm. do into an enjoyable activity and something you wanted to do. Yeah, and the illusion of empowerment as well, right? Like mm. you're going shopping, you're spending your money, you're making choices, but you're not. I yeah. guess you're being manipulated. <laughs> it's quite smart. Oh, it's very smart. Black Friday is, is, if nothing, the same thing, just packaged differently, right? You're being manipulated into thinking you're making smart choices and you're getting a great deal, giving you that dopamine rush. And in the end, for what? Mm -hmm. You're just being fooled and tricked to and manipulated. And worst of all, I think 
I think it's very interesting that this argument that, okay, well, not a lot of Black Friday shopping takes place in stores anymore. Actually, now a lot of it is online. But actually, that doesn't alleviate sort of the pressure and the stress of it and the negative effects. It just sort of places it onto another group. So instead of just the people in the stores, in the retail workers getting a bunch of shit, now the delivery people have to deliver more packages and quicker, and the people who are working in the warehouses have to collect more orders and they have to do it faster. And and it's like you just go from exploiting one group of people to exploiting three other groups of people at the same time. So it's just like expanding the shit. But also at the same time, you're not developing yourself just by buying things. In one of the spoof ads, there's this cartoon of this couple and this guy is saying to, I guess, his wife, it's 1950s kind of style. Look, honey, I bought something today. And she's like, oh, darling, I'm so proud of you. Like it's an achievement. But going back to the origins of Black Friday, I did just want to point out that there is a kind of theory going around, which I think is misinformation. It's a claim that the term comes from the slave trade. And that the day after Thanksgiving, slave traders wanted to basically clear their stock and offered them at discount prices for the winter, you know, all the winter work that needed to to be done. And there's actually no evidence to support that claim, just in case you come across that on social media and stuff. I have not seen that. Interesting. Mm. It is actually kind of a little bit unclear where exactly the term, you know, came from. There's a couple of possible sources, but yeah. Yeah, it's one of those terrible, terrible, terrible things that just sprung up. Also, just for the record, can we stop copying things from the United States? What a bullshit country. Why are we copying them? You're looking at me really perplexed. Sorry. I didn't want to direct it. No, just... I'm trying to think why. Why do we I, copy I, I them? I think it's something to do with cultural. I think it's something to do with they occupy a lot of cultural space in terms of yeah media and loudness and reach yeah. in some way. Maybe that's to do with language too, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the United States, every aspect of their culture is based off of entertainment. Um, but it's also based on consumerism and our world is now just become the system we live in is a capitalist system driven by market economics. So it kind of makes sense that the US model is a thing that kind of spreads like a virus. Yes, but we're better than that, are we? No, we're not. <laughs> and that's a shame. We're just as bad. On that note, here are three things you could do to be a bit better <laughs> this week. Number one, take part in Buy Nothing Day this Friday. Thing two, if you really want to use Black Friday as a chance to acquire something you need, do your research. See if it's actually going to be cheaper on Black Friday and make a rational, mature, logical decision based on your research. Don't fall for the traps. And thing three, put your energy into growing in other ways. For example, growing your community, yourself, or on your mental health, or just do fun things that are free. Yeah, and just, just be nice to retail workers. They're dealing with so much shit. Just be nice to them. That's not even a thing for, that's just a lesson for life. Be nice. Just be nice to everyone. Just putting that out there. Apart from fascists. Apart, yeah, don't be nice to fascists. Or maybe be nice to fascists. That's why they're fascists. Okay. They're fascists because no one's nice to them? Yeah. Maybe they need more kindness. <laughs> we solved all the world's problems. More or less, yeah. Thank you for listening. Until next week. Goodbye. 
If you like this show, please share it with your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also help us by supporting us on Patreon for as little as four euro a month. Visit patreon.com/misinformed for links to all our sources and for our personal tips on what to watch and read. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter at misinformed.substack.com. You can follow us on Instagram at the underscore miss underscore informed or email us your feedback, requests, or just to say hi. Misinformed.podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.